Shalom Aleichem. This is a summary on the first Sikha of Parshas Chukas, Lukas Sikhais, Chelikid Gimel. In the 19th chapter of the book of Eev, Job says, Mibsari Achse Alekah. From my flesh I see God, which is a principal idea in Kabbalah. It's a foundational idea in Kabbalah that from studying the human psychology and the human soul, we could gain an understanding of the divine. And that is the system that Hashem put in place. We are His creations. And Hashem made it that our awareness of Him should come from ourselves because that is our experience. And by studying the human being, we gain an understanding of the divine system that Hashem put in place. And when we study that system, we have many faculties of the soul, and that's how we study the study of the Svirot, the divine emanations, and Svidus through which Hashem uh, conducts, runs the world. And we have all kinds of different faculties, intellectual faculties, emotional, physical, all kinds of attributes. But then there's a very interesting faculty called, called willpower, Ratzin. And it's not even a faculty, because all faculties, by definition, are compartmentalized. They are a certain expression, a certain idea, which is not the soul itself. The soul understands. The soul understands. The soul uses the... So it's not really that the soul understands. It's that the soul uses the faculty of understanding, and it understands. The soul itself is beyond reason. And so too, when the soul feels, the soul uses an emotion and an experience that is that, that emotion. That's what we call a faculty. Versus when we say the soul wants, you don't say it uses wanting. The soul itself wants. The soul is pulled and drawn in a certain direction. The soul itself leans, is drawn to a certain direction. That is the nature of Ratzin, which is why when you look at the human body, we could point to where we feel the faculty is, where the faculty is felt. When we think, we feel it. Those, those, that experience happening between in our skull, somewhere in that area, we're feeling those neurons firing and emotions. We feel it going down in our hearts and so on. When you want something, you can't pinpoint a specific location within your body that wants. The entirety of your being wants. Our entire being wants. Now, it could be confusing for us to differentiate some wants we don't actually really want. Meaning, they're actually intellectually stimulated, and our intellect says that there's an advantage to this item. And we say, you know, you're right. There's an advantage to this food because it's more nutritious. So you say, yeah, I'm going to, I want to be healthy, and therefore I'm going to have the food that is not necessarily the power of Ratzin that we're referring to. Because that would be more in the world of desire, the world of emotions even. Because that is a creation that has been 
created by the intellect. And, and generally speaking, in the world of Kabbalah and understanding of the human psychology, emotions are created or at least stimulated by the brain. Versus true ratzen is that I want, not because of an intellectual value that I explain to myself, on the contrary, true ratzen, it could be everyone tells you that the reverse, that intellectually speaking, you're making the wrong decision. Why don't you, why don't you make a different choice? Logically, you should make a different choice. And you say, yeah, but this is what I want. That would be a true expression of Ratzin. And when there's true expression of Ratzin, there could, your intellect could also follow with. It doesn't have to be anti-intellectual. However, there's a big difference. It could be it's merely creating. Your Ratzin could be so strong, your person's willpower, that it will literally, it doesn't allow for anything else within the person's being. So it will actually change how you feel about it. It will actually change how you think about it, which is the idea of bias in Judaism. That your brain will literally work differently. If you want something to be true, your brain will make it so, that it will be intellectually true on the level of intellect. It will make sense to you. Your brain will work overtime and will understand it that way. However, in its core, it's not intellectual. It's your rotsin. It's your willpower. It's what you want. And what you want is creating that reality. Being that it's really your wanting, though, and it's and that's really all it is. Therefore, even if the intellect gets disproved, disproven, even if it gets messed, it gets tampered with, it's not gonna make a difference fundamentally, because it was never about the intellectual argument, the intellectual idea. And, and even when you have the intellect, it actually doesn't make it stronger, your desire for that thing. It doesn't change from being exactly what it was, an expression of your willpower. How does all of this relate to the divine, to God, to how he runs the world? It relates because the mitzvahs in their core are divine will. Divine will. And by Hashem, we have to make this argument even. There can't be an intellectual argument that this is good and this is bad. And because it's good, Hashem said, oh, I want you to do the good thing and not the bad thing. Because who created good and bad in the first place? Who decided what should be good and bad in the first place? God, Hashem. And therefore, in its core, when Hashem wants something, it always begins with wanting, with ratzin. Hashem says, I want this absolutely. Not because of an argument. Not because of any external faculty. Not any of the lower sfirot, in the words of the Kabbalah. But rather from this highest place of ratzin, of divine will. This is the will of God. And when you're dealing in the level of will, it doesn't matter how big it is, how small it is. Regardless, it's the divine will, it's ratzin ha'elyen, and therefore everything on that level, it's all equal. This is what I want. And if you don't give me what I want, then you didn't give me then you didn't give me what I wanted. Then I have no connection to this whatsoever. I am totally removed from this. It's against my will. It's against my will. It's not, it's not, there's no degrees. Oh, 90% of the will 
happened. What do you mean? 90% of the will didn't happen. My will was exactly what my will was. If my will wasn't completed, then my will was not completed. I didn't get what I wanted. If it's if it's all intellectual, then you say, oh, you got part of it. Part, part, it's partially been fulfilled. But if it's not built based on that, then either you have it or you don't have it. Fine. So therefore, when we deal with the mitzvahs and we deal with Hashem, on this level of Ratzayin, all the mitzvahs, no matter how great, no matter how small, it's the divine will. If you go against even the smallest mitzvah, it's cutting yourself off completely from holiness, at least at that moment. There's no distinction. There's no, oh, I'm a, I'm a little bit connected, I'm a little bit disconnected. No, you're totally disconnected. You're going against the Hashem's will. And this is the nature of the mitzvahs. Now, it, Hashem created a system in place that things do come down to the world of reason. The Torah doesn't remain just in the world of Ratzin. Like we said before, Ratzin will drive that it makes sense intellectually, it makes sense emotionally, which is the idea that we connect with Hashem through our intellect, and we, collect, we connect to Hashem through our emotions and through our actions and so many ways that we, that we, uh, that we connect with Hashem. But... The and that that remains very important. But a Jew who's more simple, it's actually easier for him to have this appreciation. How it doesn't make a difference a big mitzvah versus a small mitzvah, because a Jew who's not so advanced in their development, their spiritual development, he's not really connecting with God on a on a emotional level. He's not really connecting with God right now on a intellectual level. So therefore, his whole connection is this understanding that my soul is connected to your soul, so to God. And there's no explanation why for that. It, that's just the connection. Hashem wants, and, and in our core, that's what we want, the soul of a Jew. By the way, a great example for this is a relationship between a parent-child, a lot of these ideas. It's absolute. It's not, it's not compartmentalized. It's not... Uh, when a parent desires a child, wants them to be around them, it's because something they give them, intellectual stimulation, certain satisfaction. No, just I want you. I don't want anything from you. I just want you. But that's, uh, that's an example that would have to be delved into further, perhaps. But in any event, this is the very nature of the mitzvahs. How does this connect with this week's Torah portion? Rebbe says that the Torah portion opens up This is the statue of the Torah. Statue means makes no sense. It means that it's beyond super rational. And the Medrash says what is super rational about the laws that we're discussing. So the Medrash tells us in Medrash Tanchuma that it's going on the laws of purity and impurity in general. Right? The bed doesn't make impure. The water doesn't make pure. God Almighty said, this is what I want. This is the law of the Torah. And it doesn't say this is the law of the of this law, of the entire Torah. Because like we said before, the entire Torah is really super rational. Super rational. And this is expressed specifically in the laws of purity and impurity. And how so? Because in the laws of purity and impurity, it has the same characteristic. That it's all or nothing. The moment a person touches with a pinky they become impure. To something impure, they become impure. 
and they become completely impure. That they can't even, not only can't they eat holy items, they can't even go into a holy place, to the temple, and so on. It completely, there's no compartmentalization in the laws of purity and impurity. If someone goes to the mikveh, if one hair of the person's head is out of the mikveh, they completely have not become purified. It's an all or nothing proposition. And the reason why that is, is because it really expresses this idea, the laws of purity and impurity are the most illogical, so to speak, quote unquote, laws of the Torah, super rational law in the entire Torah. And it represents all of the Torah, that which are really of this nature. And being that it represents that, therefore you see clearly in the laws of purity and impurity that it has this uh, characteristic to it of being all or nothing. And of course, this is the lesson to all of us to take every mitzvah as seriously as any other. And there should be no such thing as a small mitzvah or a big mitzvah. And when we bring another Jew close to Judaism as well, we don't say, oh, I got him to do a small mitzvah or I'm helping him to do a small mitzvah. If I get him to keep Shabbos and kosher and family purity, that's what matters. But but to help my fellow Jew in the nitty gritty, that why is that so important? And we see from here that it's very important. And every mitzvah captures the entirety of Judaism and the entirety of the will of God Almighty.